where we try to figure out if we can tell the difference between fake news and real news. All right, I America, guess. can you? Let's um, find out. We're, we're going to figure out. <laughs> Hopefully we can. Uh, so this week uh, is a little bit of a special show. Um, for a lot of reasons. For, for a lot of reasons. Uh, we are celebrating six months of putting out this podcast. Six um, months this but week. But also, for the first time, we have uh, guests to play along with us. Yeah, it's we do. It's not just going to be Heather trying to outsmart me. I've got Thank God. Uh, three <laughs> other people playing along. Uh, we've oh, got, you can hear them. I'm laughing. Hey. <laughs> uh, we've we've got we've got the ladies from Wine Dine and Storytime podcast with us. Uh, could you introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Dana. I'm Nidia, and I'm Cindy. Yeah, and we're really excited Here. to play your game. We've listened to a couple episodes, and uh, I think I'm going to be the best, and I'm shooting for a, a win here. <laughs> All right. I'm. Uh, what am I? Two for two. I think. Two I for, think you're two for two for three. Two for four or three for know. five or something. <laughs> I'm like not that. winning. I'm not winning the game. So. Heather's Heather's doing all right. Uh, so for our regular listeners, uh, you guys already know how this game works. But for people who maybe are new listeners for us, regular listeners to our guests, and I suppose for our guests, um, we should explain the rules. Yeah, tell them what the hell to do. Um, basically, <laughs> the way this game works is I'm going to read a quick synopsis of three crimes. Two of them are actual, real, historical crimes, and one of them is the plot to a book or a movie or a video game or a short story or a dream I had once or, you know, <laughs> art, art some, some, some sort of pop media thing. Uh, and it's going to be your job to see if you can guess which one is fiction out of the two that are historical facts. All right. Can't um, wait. There is also usually a theme that is true in this case as well. So, um, one thing Heather has been very good at is guessing the theme and getting that right. So like we'll... I have a degree in theater. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, so, so we'll see how that goes. And uh, listeners at home, please feel free to play along as well. Play along. Let us know how you do. All right. Dana, Nitty, and Cindy playing along. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> So I am going to read these stories in chronological order. Uh, when I've read all three, everyone will get a chance to say which one they think is the fictional crime before I reveal the, the, the final answer. And of course, spoiler alert for not only some cool true crime stories, but also potentially two other pop culture things that might be referenced in this game show. Uh, also, I'm going to avoid using uh, actual names we give them all aliases so that if a name pops up. He did Halloween a few episodes ago. And if he'd said Michael Myers, even I know that. Yeah. Right. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This is smart. Um, yeah. yeah. So so there's that. All right. So let's just jump into it, shall we? Let's play True Crimes and a Lie with <laughs> Wine, Dine, and Storytime. <laughs> Story number one. A man that we'll call Mr. L was arrested by uh, the police for a crime he claimed he did not commit. A major bank had been robbed and the vault had been emptied. 
The vault's security had been completely bypassed, and Mr. L was suspected because he was the man who had just put in the new security system. To make things more suspicious, he had left town right around the time after the, the robbery. Now, Mr. L claimed this was a coincidence, but the police did not believe it. This, this is like Shawshank. He's like, it's all, it's all too convenient, <laughs> all too convenient, but you're fucked. You're totally fucked. Uh, this is not the plot to Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mr. L tried to point the finger at another man, someone who we will call Mr. R, who was a bank employee, and his friend who had come to inspect his work while he was in the vault, but again, law enforcement wasn't buying that. Then something really weird started happening. The money from the robbery started getting deposited back into banks in town in very large sums, including the bank that it was originally stolen from. What? And those deposits were being made by Mr. R's friend, who Mr. L had pointed the finger at. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not smooth. Not smooth <laughs> at an all. Idiot. <laughs> were no. there no other banks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or move? Like, change locations, maybe? I don't know. When questioned... He confessed that he had convinced Mr. R, who was a disgruntled bank employee, to help him with the robbery. Because of his confession, and because he had technically already returned the money, he only ever served one day in prison. What? <laughs> Let's all go rob a bank. Oh, shit. That's <laughs> like buyer, that's, that's buyer's remorse right there. He's like, mm, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Slowly, like, put it back. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's that's story number one. Okay, all let right. That, let that rattle around in your brains for a bit. Okay. See what you think. Mr. L, Mr. R, and Mr. R's friends. Yeah. Okay. Um, story number two. This one happens in uh, post-war England. A group of former military officers who I'm going to call the team because it's easier than coming up with an alias for each member Perfect. of the team. Um, Can we call them the Inglorious Bastards? Yes. So the Inglorious <laughs> Bastards Fabulous. got together. And um, because they, they had discovered that they had essentially been put out to pasture after the war, like the army had let them go and they didn't have anything to do and they didn't have any skills that they could convert into like real world jobs. Now, what they probably should have done is followed the example of General Waverly from White Christmas and just opened up a hotel in Vermont. <laughs> that is very specific instructions. Uh, but, that's hilarious because that's our movie. <laughs> but they didn't. Instead, they decided to rob a bank, figuring Duh. that the country owed them some money. That's right. They, they went out and got some supplies from a uh, military camp uh, and some reports from, from these um, robberies for supplies reported that they, they used Irish accents hoping to shift blame over to the IRA. Sneaky. Oh, smart. See, this is smart move. Even trained actors can't do a real Irish accent. <laughs> like, you know these fucking like soldiers are like, how about them lucky charms? <laughs> and, everyone, and everyone's like, uh, no. no, no. Lucky charms a cereal in the 
40s and 50s? I don't know. How? I don't know. <laughs> How about them? I, uh, They're after me, Lucky Charms. The leprechauns. Yeah, it, 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 was not good. it was not good dialect work, I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, anyway, in the end, the heist went off without a hitch, and the men made it out with enough money to make them all rich. The team met back at their headquarters, which was the home of one of the, uh, one of the officers, but their celebrations were interrupted in the evening by the arrival of the police. See, it turns out that one of the team members had left his car parked out in front of the bank and it had been casually noticed by someone passing by uh, during the heist. The police connected this random car. they, They did good police work. They connected this car to someone who was maybe in the area during the robbery and they tracked him down after confirming the owner of the car uh, and arrested the entire team. Wow. So far, I I think I know the theme, but... I think I know the theme, but the uh, other theme is stupid criminals. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Another dumb, cr- like, dumb criminal. I think there's two themes. <laughs> dumb criminals. Good police work, though. Yeah. Bad criminals, good police work. Um, although not really good police work in that first one, I suppose. And also, no, I kind of feel for these. That's true. I kind of feel for these uh, uh, soldiers, though, because like, I, I mean, they, they did they kind of screwed. It. Like. That happens here, to, like vets and stuff. Like you know, you go fight for your country, and then they're like, "Bye." I mean, yeah, yeah. You absolutely so. deserve. I think you should be able to skim off the top if you almost died for the country, right? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. So I'm gonna, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna start a petition, Perfect. and I hope that I can get, I hope that I can get the three of you to sign off on it. And this petition is going to be to pass new legislation that once you make it to a certain rank in the military, if you are let go, you get to rob banks. Yes, I, with impunity. Yeah, we with impunity, it. absolutely. Yeah. 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 This can go along with the thing where this is the other crime we have. That we th- yeah. Well, no, this this can this can go along with the thing that um, there's there's this theory that the older you get, the more crimes you should be allowed to get away with. Oh, like, absolutely. You you hit you hit seventy years old and you can no longer be charged with like jaywalking and stuff. Yes. You hit seventy five and you're allowed to speed. You hit eighty and you're allowed to do one felony per year. You hit like ninety five. You hit ninety five and you can straight up murder you can someone. Murder people and, it's cool. and it's fine because really, if you get murdered by a ninety five year old, you, you deserve it. Had it coming. If they and can hold a knife up. I think collectively, uh, the three of us would support this legislature. Uh, great. We'll, ta- we'll, we'll call we'll call Biden and Kamala and see how they feel about it. They, there's a lot of executive orders this week, so maybe it'll get put in. That's like exactly that. right. <laughs> All right. So the final crime story. A man who we will call Officer S walked into a bank. It had just been robbed. Uh, Officer S had walked into several recently robbed banks over the last few years. He was a police officer. He knew exactly what had happened in this bank. Of course he did. He wasn't just the investigating officer. He was also the one robbing the banks. Oh, so. Yeah. Disillusioned by police brutality, at least that's what he claimed at his trial, Officer S had turned to a life of crime. He got away with 15 robberies before finally being caught and arrested because someone along the way finally recognized him. That's like uh, the Golden State Killer. Like he was he was a cop. 
Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He and he got fired as for stealing. Yeah, for stealing, <laughs> but not for murder until he was like. 80 and someone took a fucking 23 and me. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. Oh no shit, is that how he got busted? That is totally how he got busted. We'll, yep. we'll talk yeah. about it later. <laughs> I'll play I'll play you some true crime episodes. Um, where was I? Uh Oh, yeah. So he was caught, he was arrested, he was convicted, and he was sentenced to 75 years in prison. Shit. What? While there, Officer S made friends with two other inmates. While in uh, physical therapy, two of the three men overpowered their physician and a guard and escaped prison. And a few months later, they went back and broke out the third of their gang. Oh, shit. And they started robbing banks as a group. But eventually, things fell apart because a call girl that they hired recognized one of the members from a mugshot that police had posted and called law enforcement. Yeah, ladies. Um, So one of the three was caught and arrested. One of the three committed suicide rather than going back to prison. Yikes. And Officer S himself fled overseas but was tracked down by law enforcement. He was uh, caught while biking back to his headquarters and accidentally shot and killed in a struggle for a gun. Whoa. He bled to death on sight. Wow. Damn. (laughs) These are not easy cases. These are not easy. No. They're not. You you gave us some, and we do true crime, so you gave (laughs) us some hard stuff to to. Think hey, about I, here. I came to play. I, I told him, I was like, you better play this week because <laughs> I listen to true crime, but like he always, stum- he stumps me a lot. All right. So now you can, you can, the four of you can talk amongst yourselves. What do we think what the thinking. theme is? Bank Fun, heist. Right. Bank. Bank robberies. Yeah, bank yeah. robberies. And, right? and stupid cops. Or, and stupid criminals. Because <laughs> yes, right. like, there were criminals. actually good cop work, but there was always stupid criminals because <gasps> the cop got caught. So I kind of, are, are we talking this out? Is that what we yeah, do? Yeah, talk it out. Talk okay. it out. Well, I don't I don't know any of them as a as a true fact. The last one sounded started to sound familiar to me in the beginning, but the way it ended wasn't how like the forensic files I saw of it that I remember, so I'm not 100% sure on it now. I think I told a story that was similar to... The first one reminded me of the story you told, yeah. A a couple of them. I've done a couple bank heists before. She's into robberies and theft and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Cat burglary, really. That's (laughs) my specialty. That's what I thought. When I heard the first one, I was like, ooh, that's that one that... The first episode that I came on with you guys Yeah, the maple syrup one. Um... That story, and then I was like, "Hold up!" But that's not how it. That's ended. not how it ended. ended. That's all of the endings sort of so were difficult me for me. Completely off. So, what do yeah. you think? Um, I think the second one was a lie. What's your guess? I would. I think that's probably a fair statement. Only because, like, the first story has one day in jail, with which sounds about right. See, that sounds so <laughs> far fetched to me. <laughs> I don't, was he I don't white? see that. Well, then he spent one day in jail. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that the legal system works the way that we want it to work, and that wouldn't surprise me. But do you think criminals would be dumb enough to put the money back? Do you think that somebody would write a story where somebody does one day in jail? <laughs> <laughs> that is legit. That's my logic. <laughs> I feel like number three is like a movie, is a movie script. Okay. 
That's well, how I, kept I feel. Thinking, I kept being like, are one of these going to be reservoir dogs? Where's this reservoir dog? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this <laughs> reservoir dogs? Where is the reservoir dogs? But, well, uh, and like but- the second one reminds me of, other than their like their army vets, is it kind of sounds like uh, like an Ocean's Eleven, right? <laughs> like yeah, right. They all yeah, got I together to and make those yeah. connections. Uh, so what do you think? I don't know. I usually go with the most gruesome one, but no one died in this one except for like at the end. So I think your logic is I sound. I, I feel comfortable going with two as the as the fake one. What about I'm, you? I'm gonna stay with three. You still with three? It feels like a movie script. Okay. All right, so we've we've got. A two, a two, and a three. And the professional? Well, just because I want to cover all our bases, I'm going to go with one. <laughs> go with one. Because I literally have Somebody's no idea what this winner. <laughs> all right. So, number one is the true story Fuck. of the first <laughs> bank robbery in American history. Oh, shit. Oh. Really? It took place in Philadelphia in 1796. Patrick Lyon, the blacksmith, was the man who replaced the locks, and then he left town because yellow fever was sweeping through. Smart. Um, Isaac Davis was the friend of Mr. R, the bank employee. Isaac Davis convinced him to help him get past all of the new security, sneak in, and steal $162,821. What's that now? But, uh, I haven't done that math. I don't know. Okay, we'll look it up. We'll a lot. Plug it in. million dollars. <laughs> yeah, Probably least, a lot at more least than one, that. At least a million dollars. Hang on. He's going to do it. I'll go ahead and do it right He's gonna now. He's going to do it. All right. This is like I love that you guys always do this because like I'm always like, what is that now? It's important information. Thousand dollars. Oh, you're not even giving me. It's like I don't. Rates. I don't understand. Seventeen. Um, you will you will get the answer when I plug it in in post. <laughs> everyone, clo- everyone, cover their mouths. It happens right now. Okay. As promised, I did look it up in post. One hundred sixty-two thousand eight hundred twenty-one dollars in seventeen ninety-six today comes to roughly three million two hundred twelve thousand four hundred fifty-eight dollars. And 33 cents. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's that story. And sure enough, because there weren't that many banks in town and he didn't feel comfortable just like keeping it in his mattress, he started depositing it back. That and when so huge sums dumb. of money started getting returned right back to the bank, he stole it from. Yeah. One day in fucking jail. That's so funny. Meanwhile, Patrick Lyons spent months in jail because the police didn't believe he had nothing to do with it. And it took them while they tried to figure it out. (laughs) That being said, that's kind of like what Nydia said when she says, aren't there any more banks out here? Well, that would explain it, being that it was that far back. There was only the one bank. There was probably the only one bank. There's (laughs) three banks. Yeah. Um, Story number two is the plot to the 1960 film The League of Gentlemen. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! totally seen that movie like when I was a kid with my dad because he loves some old movies. I have seen that. Oh, man. I saw the updated no one, but years I ago. Lose. The League but of Gentlemen. 1960. So I knew it was a movie somewhere. It just wasn't the right one. The League of Gentlemen. Now, number three is the true story of Officer Stander, a police officer in South Africa. That's where we're trending. 
that why you did this? No, it's not. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, turns out he never wanted to be a cop. But his dad was like huge in law enforcement. He felt pressure from his family to go into law enforcement. And um, his uh, unit or or whatever was uh, took part in the, the thing that made him really stop believing in police work. Uh, they were ordered to shoot and kill during a riot of black South Africans and he claimed that that completely disheartened him and disillusioned him to the whole police force, and that's why he turned to a life of crime. Fuck I love yeah, it, dude. Um, he, <laughs> we support so that. I support him. When yeah. he started robbing banks, his method was he put on a wig and a fake mustache, walked in, <laughs> walked up to the teller, handed them a bag, pulled out a gun, and said, fill it. Wow. That was like, it. That's the movie. That is what they do in like cartoons. That was his whole move. <laughs> um, he, Sounds effective. So when he when he fled the country, he maybe unsurprisingly um, escaped to Florida, <laughs> which is Why? Where, where he well because it's far from South Africa. Not Florida. Um, <laughs> but so that's so that's where he ended up being uh, shot accidentally by police in a struggle in in a struggle for the officer's shotgun um and uh he he bled out and died before emergency response could get there that's not surprising Um, actually it's florida (laughs) you get shot in florida for looking the wrong way that's florida man (laughs) all right wow this was so much fun i won where's my prize i won too you won uh, yeah, can, off of congratulations. <laughs> um, you, I guess you, your your names your names will go on our winners wall. There we go. Um, okay. Which cool. is not a thing that we have yet, but we'll start with now. Well, yeah, we should put it on the website. We'll add it to the website. We'll, we'll add a winners wall. Yeah. yeah. Currently, like it would only be that. your name at this point, so it would be nice to have an addition with having us. Yeah, I would <laughs> like lost more than I've won. So this I is would good. like a brick on the winners wall dedicated to. To me, <laughs> and we are building Sweet. this wall together. Okay, all right. We will build that wall. Great. <laughs> we won't make Mexico wait, pay for it, though. Wait, no, I'm we sorry. definitely won't. We will build the wall. We'll build uh, it around Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> <laughs> around Mar-a-Lago and keep them in. Yeah, I like that. I like. I, I I want Mexico to pay for that wall. I think. Yeah, I think they would pay for that wall. Honestly. They would absolutely pay for that one. They might. Well, so, it's small enough. I'll bet we could get a couple of individuals to volunteer and just be like, no, fuck it. We're walling them in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm, yeah, unemployed. So. I'm unemployed right now. I'm like, fuck it. I'll go down there. <laughs> Bring Let's your gloves it. and a hard oh, yeah. hat. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, so before we go, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. So we have that to like, if you guys want to give us a little bit of action on yours. Sure. So we're... Uh, Cindy is our newest addition. She cooks for us each week, uh, themed usually about the podcast. And Nidia and I will tell a story about, you know, whatever we find interesting or funny. Sometimes we have guests, but we really haven't had any since COVID. But I think we're working on getting some new ones coming here shortly. And uh, so the way that I like to explain it is as if Oprah was on the cooking channel and teamed up with Dateline and had this like podcast baby but on the Food Network. Okay. So, so we eat, tell true crimes, 
sometimes have a guest tell true stories that, you know, crazy shit that's happened to them. Like, yes. you know, given up for adoption by mistake or, you know, crazy survival stories or things like that. And um, we also dabble in mysteries unsolved and all kinds of shit like that. Awesome. Well, we... Uh we both want the pumpkin cheesecake recipe from last oh, week. Like it was delicious. Yes. Sweet potato cheesecake sounds sweet potato. awesome. Sweet potato cheesecake. It was great. It, it was, was really delicious. great. Yes. Yeah, that that cheesecake was uh pretty good. I've been getting really good at making cheesecake. I was always uh very intimidated by them and since the podcast, I, I mean I started, I came on board making a cheesecake. Yes, it was she did. Uh, a maple bacon cheesecake. We're and not we're not mad oh, at it, yeah. Yeah. It was delicious and it was also our heist episode. <laughs> so it kind of goes with the theme for this whole episode. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it this way. I added bacon grease to the crust. It was delicious. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was yeah, it was like it was awesome. <laughs> you you have you have given me much to think about. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for joining us. For reaching out, and we're so excited. You're our first guest. We wanted to do it, but like, yeah, during COVID, it's fucking hard. So. It's a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, and we're really enjoying your podcast. So, oh, thank uh, you so thanks. much. So, everyone listening, whether you're our listeners or their listeners, go listen. Yeah. <laughs> this has been True, True Crimes and the Lie. <laughs> Thank you.